This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. So Jerry Thompson uh, just accepted an internship at... Uh, Watsy. Watsy. Oh my god, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I want to cheer for him on the pro tour, not play bad dual decks. <laughs> oh man. Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to your ears by com, home of Canadian magic. Perhaps the Count will find a way to make his monster work today. For if he solves this monster mania, he can return to Transylvania. So welcome where the sun won't shine to the castle of Count KYT. Yes, my old man. The same thing over and over. Oh, it's the magic card you ordered, master. Scotty. All right, now it is time to raise the flag. Very clever, Robin. Never be funnier than the count. Jay Boosh. Calvin, Calvin, toil and trouble. Calvin, boil and Calvin, bubble. It's the worst. And Jeremy. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? I am the professor, and strange things are encountered here. And now, the A-Team. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 151 of the A-Team podcast. Mr. Scotty Mack here, getting the show started since no one else wanted to do it. Funny story, (laughs) we all literally just sat here staring at ourselves with dicks in hand, wondering who's going to be the first one to open their mouth. Looks like I drew the short straw. Well, someone wanted to do it. It's just... <laughs> no, we're... Scotty, go ahead. It's fine. Enjoy it. We're just not privilege. letting this guy do it's it. It's a privilege. Remember that. It's a privilege. <laughs> so KYT is back from his uh, awesome trip. Jay is, is here, of course. Jay, say hi. Hi. Hello, human being. Hello. I'm here. Hello. 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 But uh, yeah, so it's pretty sweet. We're all uh, we're all hanging in, having a good time. Uh, gonna talk some magic, some of that good old magic. And uh, yeah, so what happened this week, guys? I I played a I played game day. Did we all play game day? Game day. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah. We're gonna ask KYT about his trip in a bit. Um, yeah. Better for later. We'll save it to better for later, because I can't wait to hear how your grandfather handled the money in his account. Anyways, um, so, Jer, how did your game day go? How did my game? Okay, um, I ended up going to a Sunday games day. I brought the Mahara deck. I made one slight change to it, and that was in the sideboard. I jammed a couple of Rick Thars, because yeah, it's just good. fun. 
and I did very well. I ended up going X1, unfortunately, though. So, you know, that was kind of the daggers. Uh, I ended up losing to a green-white aggro deck. Yeah! Archangel of Thune is a card, and uh, it's a tough card to beat. So, uh, game one, I... Game one, he just goes, like, two-drop, three-three, three-drop, three-three. Uh, me closing my window because apparently they're coming to take my drugs. Um, uh, so, yeah, two-drop, three-three, three-drop. No, three-drop was a four-four. He dropped the uh, crazy nut, uh, locks it on guy. And then turn four was two more three-threes. And then we got uh, just... He just he just empties his entire hand just three threes all over the place. So he's just beating the living crap out of me because all I've got is mana dorks and zero threes and burning tree emissaries, and I can't actually chump block with any of them if I want to still be able to play the game. So I just have to like let him just wail on me, and I managed to like get a. I think I got uh, what's the red green planeswalker, the new guy Xenagos. I got him out. I chumped with a two two, and then I got a Garrick out. And foolishly, Buddy goes and attacks my Garrick and gives me, like, this one-turn fog after I had just drawn, like, four creatures off of Garrick. And I'm able to just, like, finally stabilize the board. And he just couldn't get any more, like, reasonable damage through on me. So at that point there, I drew, like, drew the game out for, like, another seven or eight turns and then was able to finally, like, just go over the top on him. And then uh, game two, he... I, I think it was like a double mulligan or triple mulligan game, and I just don't get enough, you know, gas to get myself through it at all. And then game three, after I've taken out one of my six six guys, uh, my Arbor Colossus, uh, yeah, he just drops Thune on like turn six or something like that, and it's just like, oh god, how am I going to beat this card? Yeah. And uh, I threw out a bunch of Planeswalkers, and he continued to wail on my Planeswalkers. He gave me like three more turns than he really needed to, but Still, you know, it was enough, and I lost that one. And I was sitting there just like, I have, like, you know, the actual infinite mana to, mana at that point. Like, I've got, like, a bunch of, like, little, like, elves and burning tree emissaries, and I've got uh, two of the voyaging satyrs. So it's like, at any point, I can just tap the shrine and get myself, you know, like, 50 mana. Like, if I had drawn a Polychronos at any point, I'm able to just kill his, like, Thune with, like, five counters on it. Just, nice. like, the same turn. but. You know, it's like six outs in the deck, and I didn't get them, so that happens. So, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun. Otherwise, I played some Esper, I played some Mono Black, I played uh, against, like, a, a random uh, junk build, kind of like the one that you had, but not really, like, not very good. So okay. they were all, like, every matchup I played against was just, like, a cakewalk. Uh, and it was kind of awkward, because I went to a place that wasn't the store I normally go to, because... You know, it was a Sunday games day. So so you felt like a really dirty ringer. I did feel like a dirty ringer. Like, it was pretty <laughs> funny because, like, there were some guys who were going there and they're like, oh, yeah, you could do this or, you know, you, you have to, like, just, like, little, like, basic the stuff. The Jobins. Yeah, yeah, just, like, the Jobins kind of commenting, you know, oh, don't forget this. And it was hilarious. It was a white-green opponent. We're in, like, game three, and the white-green opponent, like, looks at the guy and he's like, I can tell this guy doesn't need it. Like, I, I'm in this game, and I shouldn't be. Like, he, he knows what he's doing. So they, you know, didn't really know me at that store. and But they a, a lot of them picked up on the fact that I, I, I knew my way around, you know, the card box or whatever you want to say. So <laughs> You didn't say you got second at a GP? Uh, no, no, I did not. 
I did see a Are guy. Are you sure you didn't say it? I, I'm 100% sure. Um, I did have funny. a guy, I was watching a game, and it was an Esper Mirror match, and Buddy goes and gainsays a, an away, like far and away, but just the away. And I look at him, I'm like, you can't do that. And he's like, yes, you can. I'm like, no, you can't. It's not a blue spell. It's a black spell. Are you a judge? Yeah, I am. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I did judge card him. <laughs> nice. Away is the black half of it? Yeah, that's the black half of it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and, like, Buddy didn't want to hear, you know, why he didn't want to yeah. learn. So, yeah. he just did enough to make sure he knew that he was not going to get away. Even though it was, like, it was one of those awkward ones where it's, like, a beautiful learning experience because, like, the guy he was playing against had a 0% chance of coming back in that game. Like, Buddy had just, like, resolved the Sphinx for seven. His opponent had no counter spells and, like, two cards in hand. And he was, like... A Wayne, uh, an Aetherling that he had just, like, the guy had just attacked with and still had, like, six mana open. So it was just like, <laughs> this, like, this Gainsay is actually worthless. Like, in fact, this Gainsay is probably, the, that was probably the worst card you could have played it on. Because, like, if the guy casts a Sphinx Revelation and sticks it, like, there is a chance you might not win this game. But if you hold on to that Gainsay and keep two mana untapped, you will win the game. 100% guaranteed. Wow. Yeah. It's like that guy from the Big and Tall Store, you know. I guarantee it. Like just like, <laughs> that's like it's, it's men's that's the men's warehouse. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. Jeez, get your fucking shit together. Yeah, Jesus. So yeah, no, it was a fun time. I went and I got my, I did my little like fight the Hydra nonsense, and that was kind of cute. And yeah, good time altogether, and now really stoked for PTQ coming up, but I X1'd. I heard that we had somebody who XO'd. I, 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 did, I did indeed XO. You XO'd too? I XO'd, yeah. I'm terrible. So, so I XO'd my Swift. <laughs> uh, so technically... Your Swift? Hold on a minute. Yeah, so, I saw that. So I, X, so I, I XO'd my Swift. Um, I drew in the last round, just because like we, we were literally, like the other guy was the other XO. So I was concerned so going in. There was there were some guys that were flirting around like just underneath us in terms of the the ratings and stuff during the the round before. And somehow he convinced his opponent to draw like in the second to last round. I'm like, "What are you doing? Like you're nowhere near a lock." He's just like, "Yeah, well, you know, we'll draw. We'll still make top 8. It'll be fine." Like, we'll "Oh my god." And I was just like, "How do you fucking do that?" Anyway, so so because he did because they both drew, I was really sweating the standings. So I'm like, well, fuck, now I'm going to actually have to play last round. Like, that seems balls. Like, why don't I, like, you know, because there's only two of us left at the at the, the EXO. And so I thought, there's no way we're going to get paired up. Like, because of the way that uh, the draws laid out, we would have to each play one of the guys that drew. Yeah. Right? Like, I thought for sure that's how it was going to break down. But no, fucking Wizards event reporter to the rescue paired me against the other EXO guy, and we looked at each other and went, sweet. Draw? Because <laughs> it didn't matter in terms of placing for, um, uh, for like, play draw or whatever. So we're just like, whatever. So, um, yeah, so top eight, um, I end up playing against uh, Mono Red, my literal, like, worst matchup ever. Um, I, I actually, so I played Junk. I played the, the Junk deck. I made yep. uh, one small change is I cut uh, one of the hero's downfalls for a uh, single Putrefy just because I found myself losing to Whip a lot. Um, and it was fine. Uh, it, like, it certainly didn't make me unhappy. I made sure that I played the two ultimate price main deck. I had one Doomblade in the sideboard 
And at the last minute, I cut the three centaur healers, and instead I played uh, one one gaze of granite, uh, one gaze of granite, one ratchet bomb, and one something else, which doesn't actually matter because I'm not playing it now, and I don't think I ever really brought it in. And it was, no, another whip. I guess that's what it was. So I had, like, two. But, anyways, I ended up uh, I ended up facing against Mono Red. Like, arguably my worst matchup in a 26-land junk deck, right? And where all of my lands almost come into play tapped or cause me damage. And uh, so game one, I end up getting there on the back of... I um, have my notes here real quick. Yeah, so game one, I end up stabilizing. I get an Omzid ad online. Um, and that's about it. Yeah. Uh, once I stabilize the board and get opposite at flipping, the red deck really can't win. Um, enough removal to deal with his guys that uh, were were high in devotion, just in case it was the Mogus deck. Um, but it was more of the uh, the Chandra's Phoenix decks. So it was pretty sweet because like being able to flip your opposite at basically negates an entire Ch- Chandra's Phoenix. So that was pretty sweet. Um, I was on the play, thankfully. It was like one of the only die rolls I won all day. So it was like destiny that I wanted in the mono red matchup. Um, and then in the second game, uh, I'm on the play. I actually mulligan to four. I end up having to keep uh, land, land, uh, removal spell, and uh, scavenging use. So it was like scavenging use, ultimate price, and uh, two lands. So I could cast the use. So I'm yep. like, all right, well, I guess I keep this. One of them is a scry land. And so, of course, I play, those, I play the scry land. And uh, and I reveal a voice of resurgence to myself, and I'm like, okay, well, this will be fine. And so then I untap, and I play the uh, Overgrown Tomb, and I take two, and I cast the Scavenging Ooze. And, of course, my opponent at this point in time mulliganed once, but ends up going, well, I guess I keep this. And I'm like, okay. So he goes, Mountain, Rakdos Cackler, go. I'm like, shit. I'm like, all right. So I untap, and I play my Ooze, and I'm like, obviously not blocking down this Cackler the first time, right? I figure I'll just play the Cackler, and then I'll untap, and then... Uh, you know, I'll play a removal spell and eat the guy, and then I can, like, I'll be there all day, right? Yeah. And so then he, un- so so I play the use, he untaps, he attacks, and I don't block, and I, I take two more. And then he goes, mountain, cackler, cackler. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to mold a four. He's got three two-twos. I'm fuckered. So I peeled, so I got the voice that I drew, and so I play the voice, and I end up just, like, trading the guys like i'm like play a guy trade play a guy trade play a guy trade and i just get to the point where i have to just trade off i finally land a reaper of the abyss like all i'm peeling is lands and then the last card that i draw is whip of Erebos, and i'm like play the whip swing for six and there's literally no coming back from it he floods it out he plays one other creature and i like tear down the mono red matchup like my worst matchup ever <laughs> so on a multi four on the draw it was it was so sick so not bad, good. not bad. Yeah, like a boss, right? Played it, played it out right. He flooded, and I got lucky, so it's fine. Um, and then in my semifinal match, I ended up playing against Mono Blue Devotion. Now, I wasn't so sure. Like first off, I hadn't really played a lot of against Mono Blue Devotion, and in that deck, there's a lot of different cards that actually matter way more than people think. Like cards like Nightvale Specter are probably some of the best cards in the deck. And yeah. Thassa as well, right? Like, like everyone's all hard up on Master of Waves. No, being, Thassa's you know, the card that makes that deck move. Thassa's the card, and yeah. Nightvale Spectre's the card that enables it. So, yeah. like, it's 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 really... Uh, I, I totally knew I was just playing against it wrong all the times I've been playing against it. And the, the pulling of the Centaur Healers 
really made it bad. I sideboarded terribly. Uh, game one, um, so it was this guy I'm playing. He beat my brother in the quarter in the quarters, and he handed Duncan his only loss in the Swiss. This this guy playing the mono blue devotion. Duncan okay. ended up playing a mono black list. He didn't go with the red splash. He instead kind of went uh, closer to the um, like the whip version going bigger. So okay. he was he played pack rats, but he also played he played like two. He only had three desecration demons, so he played three demons. He had two Shadowborn Demons, which he played as well. Okay, I like and then that. He also played three copies of a Born Overlord and Ow. four copies four copies of Packrat in the main deck. Okay. Right? So he had two whips as well. He didn't have thought seasons just because I was using them, so that's where all of these extra slots came from. Okay. Um but like he so he went he his only loss was to that guy. Uh so he he was in top eight. He of course faces him again in the quarters. And uh and he loses to that guy. So the guy who I then play in the semis is the guy who beat my brother twice. And I'm like, well, I guess I have to try to redeem here, right? Like, oh, shit, this is going to be awesome. Game one, long drawn out affair. And I end up losing. It's fine. Uh, I think I mis-evaluated uh, some of the removal. Like, And I, I was on the play, I think. So I, I just walked the turn two voice into the Tidebinder Mage, which probably wasn't so good. And it was kind of like on the back heel from there. Um, but then game two, I'm sure I totally sideboarded wrong because I'm like fairly certain that I pulled out a non-zero number of thought seizes and you know all that sort of stuff. And where thought seizes actually like one of the better cards in that matchup, um, because you need to be able to take out Thassa, you need to be able to take out some of the you know those other guys and shit. So yeah, anyways, you just don't have answers to exactly right. And and so that so that was a problem, and it cost me the the semis, and I lost in the semis. And then thankfully, at least. Uh, the guy who beat me went on to uh, prison rape the green-white player uh, who took the draw going into the – like, took he was the guy who drew uh, the round before last, and he ended up playing against my brother, and my brother crushed him. So I thought for sure it would put this guy out of top eight. I'm like, nice draw, dickwad, and now you're out. Nope, not the case. He ended up making it all the way through and uh, made it to the finals and got crushed. Um, but that's fine. But at least he got crushed by the guy that beat us. So, <laughs> but it was a good time. Uh, Alex had a blast. He played uh, the Mono Blue Devotion deck. Um, he ended up going, I think, like two two drop or whatever. And then he just played the Hydra deck all day. And like he brought, he actually brought one home. And so we were playing against the Hydra deck one on one for a while, and it was pretty cool. Game day was a fairly good experience overall. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. Although Jay, I understand. Is an actual sicko. He had an unreal time at this tournament. Yeah, I'm the fucking champion. So what fucking happened? Um. Well, I didn't think I was gonna do very well with my garbage deck that I took, so <clears throat> I didn't take notes like you did. So that's unfortunate. But uh, I did five zero and win the fucking game day. Um. No, no. Wasn't played... there a concern that you weren't actually gonna make it to this tournament because uh... a certain movie was on television? Oh, man. Okay, so I started the day, I, like, woke up, and then I was like, man, I guess I'll go to game day, no big deal, whatever, I'm up anyway, because now that I get up at 4.30 in the morning, sleeping in till 9 is like sleeping in. Yeah. So, um, I'm like, oh, okay, let's go to fucking game day, whatever. And, uh, so I'm, I get up to go to game day, and of course, like, as fate would have it, uh, AMC is playing fucking Tremors. And not only are they playing Tremors, but I later found out that they were playing a Tremors marathon. I'm trying to one through four, and I missed it. So that sucked. 
Um, so for those of you that didn't know there was a Tremors 1 through 4, there is. And uh, they're sweet. And, uh, yeah, so I'm like, whatever, okay, let's, like, I guess go to game day. So I go to game day, and I'm going to use, uh, I was planning on playing a, a blue-white control or American control. But, um, and Brian, easy beasy, was mm-hmm. like, oh, man, I'll just leave my deck there for you, and then you can play that. And I'm like, okay, sweet. Plus, that way I can tell you how it is, testing for your for your shit, uh, you know. And um, and then he's like, yeah, that sounds like a fucking sweet idea. And then instead, what does he do? He just fucking, like, takes his deck home, like always, like Brian is prone to do, you know. Uh, so I end up having to play uh, green-white or green-white aggro, which is all I have. And I'm not super excited about green-white aggro, mainly because I don't like playing decks that don't have a way to answer. Like, there's no removal in that deck. There's no, there's nothing in that deck. Like, it just basically... You play guys and you kill them, or you just lose. If they play something, you just are dead, right? Yeah. So, um, and so like that's like a big problem for for me. Just that's not my play style, right? Um, so I was like not super excited about it just because of that reason. But um, so I'm like whatever, I'll play it. Um, and then so I start playing, and like in my first like round. I just absolutely, like, just crush my opponent. Um, I can't remember what I was... Oh, I was playing against five-color slivers, I think. <laughs> um, which is interesting. Yeah. And uh, I sideboarded I sideboarded really poorly against it. I thought he was playing, um, like, red-white slivers, because those are the only colors I saw in game one. Um, but he wasn't. He was playing all five colors. <laughs> so there's that. And then... Uh, so yeah, so I'm like, okay, whatever, and I sideboard pretty poorly against him, and then, um, but I just crush him, because he has mana problems, like a five-color deck is prone to, uh, and then in round two, I feel like round two, I played another aggro deck and just, like, dominated it, um, like, basically, I had really good draws all day, and there was there was not really a whole lot of, um, like, having to play well. There was just a lot of, like, turn one uh guy, turn two guy, turn three guy, turn four guy, and then they're dead. Um although I will say like the worst card in the deck for like that I think in my opinion is Unflinching Courage. Uh and I I think it's the worst card in the deck, but it it won me every single game I played. Um well, out of the ten out of the ten games I won, I won them all on the back of Unflinching Courage. Every single one of them. No But I think it's the worst card in the deck because there's no like I think people are bad. I think, I think people are bad at magic. Like no one's like we haven't played. Doom, we haven't we haven't had Doomblade for a year, and so Doomblade comes back and no one plays it. Like no one's expecting Doomblade, and so no one plays it for some reason. Like that doesn't make sense to me, you know. So, uh, like that's something that I think is kind of stupid. Um, but I mean, whatever. Like, uh, whatever people want to do, they can do. Um, but yeah. So like, I crushed those guys. Um. I feel like Unflinching Courage is bad because, like, you can counter it, you can bounce my guy, you can kill my guy in a million different ways, there's no hex proof, uh, and it never happened, not a single time, it was just, like, Unflinching Courage, and every time I was like, ugh, like, Unflinching Courage, that's, like, I'm just gonna get blown out here, um, and nope, every time, they're like, yeah, I guess that resolves, and I'm like, fuck, alright, I guess attack you? Ugh, here comes the blowout, and then they're like, no. And I'm like, all right, attack you for seven. Game seven, you're dead. Okay, sweet game, sweet game. Okay, 
Perfect. Uh, so, and that happened, like, literally every game. Every game was that. Um, wow. In round, yeah, in round three, no, round four, I had to play a new friend that I've made. Uh, his name is Mike. He just got back from traveling the world, and he's uh, he's a really cool guy. And um, he's playing this, like, mono-white humans bonkers list, and it absolutely ruins this, my deck. And again, like, this, is, this comes back to the whole, like, I don't have answers in my deck. He plays a really interesting card. It's a white common from Theros. Uh, it's kind of a bomb and limited. Uh, it's a flying creature. It's 1-1. One, one. It costs 2 mana. Oh, the Cavalry it, Pegasus? It's a Cavalry Pegasus. Yep. So he goes turn 1 Champion of the Pantheon, which is the 2-1 uh, protection from Multicolored. Which is really great against Green White because every spell in their deck besides Experiment One is multicolored, so that's perfect. Well, then, uh, yeah, so like that just absolutely just fucking like crushed me many times, just like many times. <laughs> then uh, on top of that, um, on top of that, he he plays that first. Then he plays like a Precinct Captain second, which I'm like ah ha 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 ha. Who cares? I have Fleece Main Lion, bitch face. Uh, so then I'm like, okay, whatever, attack, or like, or block, or whatever. Then he just goes Cavalry Pegasus and swings for five in the air that I can't block, and then he gets a Chump Blocker, an infinite Chump Blocker. <laughs> so the only thing, the only thing I can do is play Unflinching Courage to beat this guy. And he has Banisher Priest, he has ways to remove enchantment, like, he, he can deal with me. Like, it's, it's not a big deal at all for him to just deal with my shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> So I lose to, to Cavalry Pegasus. And, the, and FNM before, I lost to Cavalry Pegasus, and it was my only loss. And, it was, and I sideboarded in seven cards to beat it, and I couldn't beat it. Seven. So, yeah. Wow. So then at game day, luckily, I just I ended up getting the cards I needed to beat it. Um, and, yeah, and it worked out. And then, uh, and then... Like, what did you get to beat it? Well, I play, okay, so I play Glare, I think it's called Glare of Heresy, which is like exile a white creature. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. So that's really good against him because I can just, I can either exile his chunk, like he'll, he'll, he'll like alpha strike thinking that I can't, like, that, um, I, he'll be able to block me, right? But he won't be able to because I'll exile his, his creature or whatever. Um, so there's that. And then there's also the fact that I can exile the thing. I have, uh, two plummets in the board. Um, so there's that. Um,. What else did I have? I had something else. Fuck, I can't remember what it was. Uh, what's the other card I have? Glare of Heresy, Plummet, and... What What else is there in that format? To do what? Get rid that, of kills that kills things. Yeah, oh, is it the things. 7 damage instant from Theros? No. Fuck, I can't remember what it is. Anyway, so there's, there's like a bunch of cards that I just slide in, and I just basically just take out things like um, like my um, advent of worm and stuff because I don't get to like it doesn't help me beat a flying army right yeah like I it's good he can't do anything against it but if I'm already dead like it doesn't do anything to me either right and so I take those out and stuff like that and I just basically try to like I just hold on to removal until I can kill his fucking cavalry pegasus so I got lucky and did that and then in the fifth round I played mono red and uh, my deck actually just ruined mono red. Uh, because you have just as many drops as they do. Like, every turn they play a creature, and every turn you play a creature. But your First creatures are 3-3s. Three, three. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. Yours are bigger and better. And they have to, like, every time they want to kill one of your guys, they have to two for one themselves, which is amazing for you as a fucking. Although, again, that's another matchup where I'm like, I go, like, fucking um, Triumph of Courage or whatever. And I'm like, does this resolve? And, like, hmm, yep. I'm like, oh, okay then. How do you win? You, you, you die now. You die now. <laughs> so. Yeah, so it was sweet. It was good. And then uh, Riley, this kid that plays at our um, at our shop, he wanted the mat because the mat looks really cool. And probably also because he's like 13 and he wants to tell people that he's the champion. And I don't give a fuck about that. I don't care. Because um, there's like a million people listening to me tell you that I'm the champion now. So uh, I'm, he's like, hey, do you want to keep the mat? And I'm like, I don't care. Whatever. I don't even know what it looks like. So if it, if it looks cool, I'll probably want to keep it. But if not, then I'll probably I'll probably bail on it. Whatever. And he, I'm like, why? Do you want to buy it? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, what do you offer for it? He's like, how about four shock lamps? I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. No problem. <laughs> no fucking problem. None at all. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. So, yeah, so I sold it for 60 bucks or however many dollars that is. and Good for you, dude. Yeah. So that was my that was my game day. And plus, oh, and then also the other thing, I totally forgot about this. Um, the other thing is that uh, game day, normally we have, like, seven or, like, ten people. Like, we have some, like, odd amount like that. Um, yeah. But this time we had, uh, like, 40 people, man. Wow. Yeah. What? It was crazy. It was crazy. It was fucking nuts. So that means that there's 40 people times $10 to, for prizing and shit. And all the, like, Mike puts all the prizing back into um, into the, the pool for game day. Sweet. So I don't know how much I don't know how much store credit I had because I had to leave, but I I probably got a bunch of store credit. Nice, I, I would imagine. <laughs> so I'm pretty stoked about that. You sound stoked. Yeah, <laughs> jacked up. Kyt, how was your game stay? I was uh, flying back home during that weekend. I think so. No game day for me. But uh, interesting, you mentioned uh, randomly getting 40 people, uh, Jay. Do you know if your store is in an advanced store? Yeah, I do. Okay, because, like, there's one, my local store, um, Chex Wing, from what I know is uh, in danger of not being an advanced store because I think the requirement, I I don't know if this is, like, official information or anything, maybe one of you guys know, but you have to host, uh, I think over the course of, a year you have to host at least one tournament, like to stay advanced, a tournament with more than 32 people. Yeah, it's pre-release. 32-person 32, 32 pre-releases are a big part of that. Huh. Yeah, that is accurate, like, according to the shop that I go to. You have okay. to hit a certain number, and then you just have to hit that number once a year. I wonder so, why. Like, I wonder... <laughs> I wonder, like, what the big... Like, I, I don't know what... what um, I don't know what, what's it called get. What the advance does? Yeah, like what yeah. the difference in the store levels are. Is it just like the amount of prize you get? Uh, I think it, it ties into yeah. your uh, your pre-release allocations, and it also affects like how much you get for like promo cards and stuff like that. Uh, and I think the pulse stuff too. Yes, and, and, and yes, like the, that stuff too. Yes, that's the biggest one, I guess. So it's a biggie. So I, I'm I'm in. Uh, sort of a random subject change in a conundrum because the local store that I don't really go to much anymore because I don't play FNMs in general anymore um, is in danger of losing their advanced um, status. 
But this is the same store that I've mentioned many, many, many episodes ago that has not um, provided any sort of computer or laptop for uh, the the organizer slash judge to use. So he's manual pairings. Right. This is the manual handwritten pairings. And oh my god. I don't know if it's even legal because he can't even do like he's not doing the DCI tiebreakers because he can't. Uh, okay. Yeah, because like, his brain isn't a computer. <laughs> yes. He's like an old man, and you're asking like opponents match win percentage. Oh my god. <laughs> um. So it, it's weird because you know we've supported the store and we've had. Uh, tournaments and pre-releases with with over, you know, I've helped promote it. My friends have helped promote it to, to have pre-releases over 40 people. Uh, that's why they were able to be advanced in, in the first place. Um, but now they're in danger, and, and it's hard to really want to support the store when we know the owner. It's not like a main part of his business. It's mainly like sports cards and comics. Mm. So, so it's a very uh, weird position where you know we still want to support. You know the judge and TO that's working there, but at the same time, it's hard to like you know really promote it if if you know the owner is not gonna give a real shit about the success or failure or you know we don't even know if he cares if it's an advanced store or not. So that's a uh, it's a weird spot for me. <laughs> you can always just go face to face and get play those seventeen dollar pre releases. So like, why wouldn't you? That seems so good. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I do want to support people that go to this store, and it's it was it's the store I grew up uh, playing at. So yeah, because hard earned loyalty is yep. that like a thing that happens? The worst on time. Yep. Do you guys have smaller like turnouts at like the store? Like, how many people are at your uh, store, Scotty? Like at uh, OMG there? Oh God, I don't know. I think it was like I didn't count, but I think there was well over twenty four. Like okay. it was, it wasn't bad. Yeah, because we had we had like in the range of forty at the store that I went to, and I yeah. know my regular store was at like the I think they were actually in the fifty range. So mm. for pre-releases or game day? For game day. Wow, really? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a lot. Our game day doesn't almost like almost never get some um, good turnouts anymore. They used to, and then I don't know why this one did. Like they didn't do anything different. Like they didn't advertise more. They didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was two five-round pods that fired at the store that I went to. Holy um, fuck, man. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. That's not like, yeah, like, sometimes our fucking, sometimes our game day is single limb. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, harder, right? It's harder to, like, like, it's harder to win a single elimination tournament than it is to win fucking, especially in Magic with variance and luck and matchups, <laughs> than it is to win like, than it is to win like an eight or like a five round Swiss in a top eight fucking shit. I guess maybe not with manual pairings. <laughs> the first tournament that I judged as like an, a sanctioned judge was an eight man GPT. Do you know how hard it was giving out deck deckless violation like game losses to single elimination players? Wow. Like, yeah. Uh, That's brutal. I just signed up, man. Yeah, exactly. It's like, and you're starting this tournament game down. (laughs) I wonder wonder if game day is competitive rules enforcement where we play or not. It's it? Or is it it based on the tournament? Like, what do you mean? 
Like, who decides what rel it's at? Oh, uh, it's it's the tournament itself. Like, like, so if, like I uh, want oh, Sorry, not Games Day. Games Day is regular, sorry. Games Day is regular. My GPTs are are competitive. Yeah. Yeah, best so, like, what to find out is, is there a judge there? If you draw, if you draw extra cards in a regular rel, what's that do? What's the penalty for that? Uh, well, you fix it, depending, like, you, of course, always try and find out what happened. So, yeah, like, what if I just cheated? I just, like, drew extra Okay, cards. well, that's the know. thing. Are you cheating? Like, the judge has to come up, and they have to figure out, is this person actually cheating? Okay, well, if this right. person is actually cheating, it's bad customer service to let this person be in the tournament. Right. So, if you are 100% sure, like, if the guy's just, like, got some sort of, like, condition, and he's like, yeah, I was actually just trying to scum this guy. Then it's like, oh, it's like, well, like at, it's well, an FNM. At FNM, there's, like, no penalty for that, right? Well, it's regular REL, and, yeah, it's actually, it's a sanctioned tournament. It's like if two guys decide to, like, roll a dice to determine a match and stuff like that, you are supposed to DQ those people, even at FNM. Wow. Like, that is, like, there's certain things that just take away from the game as a whole. Now, at regular REL, it's not uh, a lot about enforcement, it's about education. So you're trying to sit there and say, like, okay, this... You did this wrong, and here's how yeah. we're to fix it. But this is what you need to do in the future. You can't do this. So you, that's what your always your goal is as a judge at like regular REL and like at the store when I'm there because I always get judge calls when I'm playing. It's just like okay, so this was a mistake. You got to make sure you don't do this. If you're at like you know like if there's a big event coming up like the PTQ coming up, if you're at the PTQ, this could cost you a game, or you know this would be a warning. And if you get a couple of those yeah. game. So you're always trying to, like, just make the game fixed. But there's certain cases where it's, like, if a guy's just being scum, you just got to get rid of the scum. Like, you try to educate the person. Like, every disqualification should be an education. It should be a learning process. It should be a learning area. You know, it's it's, – you're trying to teach a lesson with that. Yeah. Uh, And then there's some things where it's just, like, you just have to get rid of it at all levels, and that's, like, the whole gambling type thing like that. Gambling, it's just, it's got to be out of the game, because, like, this is a game of skill, this isn't a game of chance, and it being a game of skill keeps it out of the casino, you know? Like, it, it keeps it in the stores. Yeah. Like, that's where you get, like, crazy things like GP Xbox in Germany, because, <laughs> it, you know, they, they, they see it more as a game of uh, chance. So it's like, keep it a game of skill, keep it on the straight level. Because it's like, sure, it's one match, and maybe it doesn't really affect a lot of things, but, like, there's other people who paid to be in that tournament, and they expect to have, you know, like, a, a fair thing. Like, kind of the awkward part the games day I was at, there was some sketchy stuff going on. And, like, I was sitting there trying to, like, you know, talk to some people and stuff like that, but I could tell that at that store, they just, they don't enforce. Wow. And, like, that's kind of the thing, is that if you don't enforce, like, you're doing your players a disservice because like, I don't want to go back there for tournaments there. It wasn't on the level. Like it wasn't on the level. Going to make what fun of the way I talk. No, no, that would be, that wouldn't be on the level. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a jive turkey. I'm not. Oh, yeah. It's kind of interesting listening to Scumbag Schoolfield talk about scumbags. <laughs> On the topic of scumbags, can can I ask your guys' opinion? I don't sure. know if I'm getting scummed, so I just want to run you through the facts of like, something, and maybe you guys can help me find out if I'm being scummed. All right, go ahead. Okay, so 
a few episodes back, I told you about uh, how I felt like this guy was treating me like a scumbag because I shipped off a bunch of, we did an online trade. I was trading for a Korean Ashiok. Yeah. And I said this stuff first. So, um, yeah, I sent the Stormbreath Dragon and a Korean Xenagos and like 15 bucks PayPal to this guy for his Korean Ashiok. To this day, I do not have that card. And that was almost a month ago. Wow. And every time I reach out to this guy, he's like, oh, I'll send you the tracking number when I get home. And he's, for the last 21 days, been unable to send me this tracking number. I like to believe in the good in people. However. And he's from the States, and if he sent it the cheapest shipping possible, with Canada Post and all that nonsense, I probably won't get it till next year. Yeah. If he sent it as a shipping thing, if he just just mailed you a letter with anthrax in it, fuck, you'd get it tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But that's the thing, is that this guy's told me that he does have a, a tracking number, and that he's going to send it to me, and he hasn't sent that to me. Like, I don't know if he's just embarrassed, like, oh, goodness, you know, this guy sent it, like, expedited to me, and I got it in three days, and I sent mine ground, and I don't want to look, a, you know, a jerk, so, that's oh, yeah, there's a tracking yeah. number, I forgot it. Or is he just like, oh, yeah, I totally scooped on that guy, got him, and, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly, like, I don't know, but it was like, like, yesterday, I sit there and I send the thing, like, hey, man, like, what's going on? Still haven't gotten the cards. And he's like, oh, my God, you haven't gotten it? Sorry, I'll get you, I'll, I'll get you the tracking number as soon as I get home. I'll send you something to make up for it. And it's like, no, I, I just want the tracking number. <laughs> okay, not getting the card, just so long as I get the tracking number. Like, I just want to know now whether or not I'm not going to get it because Canada Post hates me or because you're a giant scumbag. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so this is the other thing. I've been wanting to... Last week, I wanted to talk about something that's very similar, but I forgot, and then as soon as I got off the phone, I was like... Oh, or off the Skype, I guess. I was like, man, fuck, I forgot about that. So, this is the other thing. So, for those of you that won a prize in the raffle that I was to send you, you haven't received that prize yet. I know that, because I just received them in the mail. Uh, Yep. So... At my old job, they had a corporate account that was, uh, like, for businesses or whatever. And so what I was going to do, because it was, like, a bajillion dollars to send you guys your prizes, and um, I didn't want to spend, like, the money that you guys raised for me to send you your prizes. Because then you could have just bought your own stuff. So I was like, whatever, okay, so then I'm going to send it through my work. And the great thing about that is that they will just take it off my paycheck, uh, like over the course of, like, say, four paychecks. And then I'm not paying, like, $1,000 out of pocket to send these prizes to these people. Uh, And then I got fired. (laughs) Um, But then they just, then they just didn't send them for a very long time but they didn't tell me that so I assumed that they did send them and then I got them in the mail uh, with a note that just said oh we forgot about these but we didn't think it was right to you know send these on your behalf now that you don't work here and so we we're fucking you Uh, (laughs) fuck yeah so so sorry, and uh, if you want, I can still send these to you eventually. If I haven't been paid from my job that I work at now, uh, or uh, if you want, we can just work something else out. I can just PayPal you something, or 
you know, for those of you that got like that one Guitar Hero, you can just go buy a Guitar Hero or something, and I can just pay for that or something, so that you don't have to wait until like Christmas to you, get uh, your, you, your you can't you you can't really buy Guitar Hero anymore. Well, I'm sure you could on a Kijiji or something. Sure, or, or <laughs> the eBay's. Yeah, are you going to a GP that Jay Bush will be at, and he'll autograph yeah. it, and you know, oh, like, take a picture with it, you know, and sign then a guitar, just... take a picture, sign your dick, whatever. Doesn't yeah, matter. absolutely. He just jam it in his suitcase and not pay, you know, the ridiculous shipping. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I really, I apologize. I know I'm just, I'm just a scumbag. Like I, I, you didn't get your shit, and I, it's been like forever, and I feel bad. But I figured I would let you know what happened because I forgot last week to tell you. Kablamma. Isn't that shitty, hey? What a brute. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? you're a good human being for fessing up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not too proud. Whatever. Whatever. I fucked that up. Some sort of. But mean, that's the thing. Fault. All you gotta do is you just gotta give people updates, man. That's all it takes. Yeah, yeah. That's all it takes. And seriously, these people, they donated because they love you. Not because they wanted shit. Yeah, yeah, that's. I think that's probably true, but I don't want it to throw you away. <laughs> we're not going to count on it, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, we're not going to ask them. We're just going to assume that. Like, I think it would be super scummy if anyone tried to complain about it. I don't know if it would be or not. Like, I, like that's the thing that you struggle I'm trying with. to guilt people right now to not complain. Oh, that's yeah, that's was... my angle right now. <laughs> you can't see somebody's wedding and then be upset that you didn't get fucked, you scumbag. Come on. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Scumbag Schofield. He knows what's coming. With. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the barometer of scumminess. Yeah, he's like the he's a judge, so he knows what's coming <laughs> as well. Nice. So there you have it. But Jeremy, where did you find this guy though? What are you What are you using to trade? I, I might have missed it. Okay, so literally it was the whole you know uh, can't find Korean singles. When you look up Korean singles, they try and you know sell you women, which women aren't for sale, but somehow the internet seems to think they are. So, um, yeah, just I sat there and I got sick of it, so I just went on Twitter and said, okay, hey, looking for Korean Ashioks. If anyone's got one, let me know. And then this one guy was like, oh, my buddy Matt Thompson has one, so. I reached out to this Matt Thompson guy, and he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, do you want to trade? And he's like, sure. Well, what are you looking for? Well, I want this, this, and this, this, and this. And I'm like, okay, well, it's going for this much on eBay, and these things are worth this, so how's this sound? Sure. Everything seemed good. So it's just a random Twitter guy. Random Twitter guy. Man, I'm like, I, like I'm always worried about that, because, like, there's, like, some, some <laughs> like, I've like so for example like when I met Adam Jury who is yeah, like now awesome. famous in the community because he's awesome, um and then I met uh, Steve Domaluski who's also awesome, mm-hmm. and then Cam um who like is is awesome but you guys don't know Cam because he's never um uh they like basically I just met them on Twitter and they were like hey are you going to I think it was like some PTQ or GPT or game day or something. And they're like, hey, are you going to this? And I was like, sure, random Twitter follower I am. You must live around here, whatever. And they were like, I was like, are you guys going? And they're like, oh, no, we were going to go, but we live in fucking Tabor, so it's quite a far way to come, plus then we're going to stay in a hotel, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, man, no, don't even worry about it. You guys just stay with me. And before I realized what I had said, <laughs> I had said it 
And then I was like, holy fuck, I'm just going to get murdered. <laughs> Maybe they won't show up. Maybe I will get lucky, and they won't show up. And then, bing bong, they showed up. And I was like, holy fucking shit. Holy fucking shit. And it turned out that I didn't get murdered, and they're great people. Yeah. What's Adam Jury's game's nickname? Transhuman? Is that what it's called? Do you know? Nope. He, like, makes RPGs. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I, what? Yeah. Yeah. And, he, like, his, super his awesome. job is a game. He's, like, he's like a game designer or whatever. Yeah, they did, cool. like, a Kickstarter and everything. And yeah, he's, he's very good at it, too. Like, that's what, but that's what, he's, like, that's what he does, like, for his living or whatever. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's very sweet. And he's, yeah, he's just, like, one of those, like, genuinely, like, really cool guys that you get to, like, see at, like, PTQs all the time, like, where you just sit down and, like, have a conversation like he's an old friend, like, you just... Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. A... And he's also, he also, like, he makes tokens for people, and he, like, he, um, his tokens are really good quality and shit, and he's, like, he's just nice, he'll give you the fucking clothes off his back. Like, he's that guy, right? He's the guy that would give you the clothes off his back if, you know, if you needed them. No yeah. matter what, so yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah, so uh, I'm surprised that Jeremy got scummed by a random Twitter guy. Well, thing too is, he might not I guess on Twitter, he might not. On Twitter, like you can't you like summon the Twitter army and like get anonymous to find out where this guy lives. <laughs> Essentially, where I'm at is I'd like to hopefully you know in the next like by, by the next episode I'd like to be you know I think that that's even enough time for Canada Post to figure out where my house is. Um, yeah. I, I figure by that point there, if I haven't gotten anything or if he hasn't given me a tracking number, then, you know, it'll just be like, okay, let's let's go to town on this guy, you know. Yeah. Or, you know, ask somebody to go and, like, <laughs> push the puddle or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Get his boots muddy. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like scumbag Schofield will, you know, come into play. Um, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I don't want to scum the guy right now. I'm just like, right now my scum sensors are going, you know? It's like... <laughs> I, I, scum sensors. Like, I, I, scum sensors. Like, I, I, I think that... I love the alliteration. Right here. So, I don't know. I hope nothing's going on. I'm hoping it's just slow mail and a guy who just is really bad at, you know, following through on things. Like, he might be that guy in the office who's like, oh, yeah, I'll get that for you, and he never does, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's scummy in itself. That's scummy, but it's not like, it's not, what, 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 is it Nolan's Law? Is that what it is? Where it's like, never assume malice where stupidity, you know, fits? <laughs> oh, I've never heard that one. I've never heard it, that but that's really good. Yeah. I, I feel like it's like, just all, it should be the opposite. Just always assume malice. Everybody's in it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, like, I'm just, I'm just hoping that, you know, it's just, like, you know, Buddy didn't send it until after, like, he, he actually went to the post office to pick up the stuff I sent him, and then sent it at that point, or at least that's what he says he did. So, you know, I, I do know that he was at a post office, because that's where he got the stuff I sent him. Right. Right. <laughs> so it's not like a crime of opportunity, where it's like, oh, they just randomly showed up in the mail, and it's sitting on a counter collecting dust. I like to believe that he's like, oh, well, I have to go to the post office, so I might as well send this thing that I said I would. So, Wow. Jeremy, Jeremy. So, uh, John Stern's insane. Yeah, that uh, that whole GP thing was insane. Like, mono black, eh? What's with that? Like, Team Star City puts 
with four people, five people in the top eight or something like that? It's Team Todd Anderson. Sure, sure. But, like, Sam Black was there, too. Like, he made top eight also. Well, yeah, absolutely. That's true. It's just I was thinking more of the Mono Black deck. Sure, sure. Yeah, Tom Anderson with the deck, and then BBD and the and Brad with the tune, and, like, it's it's on, right? And BBD, of course, rips the bastard thing down. Good for him. I mean, he sure he had to beat John Stern, you know, like, PTQ and boss in the finals, but... Um, <laughs> But, you know, I'm, I am I got to tell you, I'm really glad to see BBD bring it down. I, I'm a big fan of that guy. I have been for a while. His writing's very good. And he's just overall a really nice guy. And the fact that he uh, ripped down the GP is pretty sick. You know John Stern. I know John Stern. I know. He's a real nice guy. He is a very nice guy. Yeah. Very, very nice guy. But, uh, you know, John Stern's won a lot of stuff. I mean, he's won a GP. <laughs> You know, yeah. he's a nice guy. He's well, he's won a GP already, so yeah. like you got to let the kids do it too. That's How all. many top eights is that for him? Is this his third or his fourth GP top eight? I think it's his third. Toronto, Atlantic City, and this one. Did he have one before Toronto? I don't think so. Oh, okay. But he lands in the top 25 players right now. Damn right he does. I did not look at that. He's in the top 25 right now? Yeah, he squeezed out. Um, who did he squeeze out this week? I don't know. Calcano's still in there, though, right? Yeah, he is. Uh, hold on. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm pulling it up. Boom. Uh, he dropped out uh, Su Ching Kuo. He huh. dropped off. <laughs> So John Stern is the only uh, Canadian representative on yes. the top 25 right now. By the way, I looked this up. Before this update, KYT was actually tied for 111th place in the Rookie of the Year competition. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. that's insane. Yeah. Ask me how many people are tied at 111. <laughs> how many people? <laughs> About 100. <laughs> But anyways, I still thought that was a cheery fact that you might like to brighten your day. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it's awesome that uh, we um, kind of know, like, like it's kind of surreal to me to to be really good friends with people that like like Alex was on it. Uh, yeah, Alex was dude, on it before the pro tour. Dude, yeah. The the Duke is in third. Like yeah, Reed Duke is in third. Tom Martell is in eighth. Tom Martell's been on a show a large number of times. Like, this is insane. So yeah. insane. Yeah, they're, 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 like, the very top, you know, 25 of, well, according to this ranking, obviously, but just, like, wow, just uh, to, to, have, to have had them on the show, to, to be friends, or to even have conversations outside of the show with these people, that's yeah, uh, pretty, pretty surreal for me, so. Yeah. Getting, like, stupid hammered with Calcano and singing karaoke all night at the last GP Toronto party was, like, one of the highlights of that trip. Like, yeah, so, yeah. I was super stoked when he made it onto the list. I was going to say I had that exact same experience at PT Gate Crash with Tom Martell. Ah, uh, <laughs> <So>. okay. <laughs> it was good. That yeah. is Sam Black dancing on the table. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, overall, man, I'm uh, I, I'm really pleased to see this because we kind of get a good feel for who's who and who's who's playing and who isn't. You know, um, you get the real sense of who's on the heaters, and you can see the movement. And I think it's pretty cool. I think it's a good addition. People are complaining that they're selling it a little hard. Like every time you see their name in coverage, they get the rank. Truthfully, yeah. these people fucking work their ass off for it. They earn it. 
I think it's like a badge of honor. And you know what? It's a great talking point for, for casuals. You know, yeah. like, as much as we're talking about it and we, you know, like it, but I think that, you know, there was the whole article series that was very well received, you know, from Star City talking about, like, what's wrong with coverage and stuff like that. And I think that this is just a brilliant idea. Like, I'm glad to see that there was some immediate changes made from that because, like, this just gives, like, good talking points. It creates, you know, in, in a set all about heroes, you know, we've got heroes now. We've got, you know, the 25 people we're supposed to pay attention to at the tournaments. And um, I, I really just love how, you know, using this ranking system, it all adds up to at the end of the year, this is the player of the year race also. Yeah. Because at the end of the year, the player of the year will be whoever's number one on this list, the way that they have the system set up. Yeah. So it, it's just a really, really cool system in that sense. That's like, you know, you can see who's like climbing up the ranks and stuff like that. Like, uh, it's just, it's, it's good stuff to talk about aside from just playing the same old, oh, this is what people are saying on Twitter is with just the god awful music over and over and over again in between rounds. Mm-hmm. So, so we can talk about number 12, Eric Frolich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I, yeah, I, overall, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. Like, uh, they've done some really good stuff, Wizards, this year. It's, it's really come along. We should uh, we should definitely appreciate what we've got. Yes, I mean the the limited environment is actually turning out to be fairly deep. Um, you know we're dealing with the fact that the constructed standard is way more varied than anything we've seen in a really long time. Uh, you can play now. That said, I mean obviously the power of devotion is extremely potent right now. Yes. Uh, but otherwise, it's it's still a really sweet place to be. I think, pretty cool. Plus, they're just they've just like they're snapping up all the talent left, right, center. Yeah, they are. That's very interesting. I I think that it'll be sorely missed. Yeah, and the most recent one you've heard, of course. Yes, of course. And everyone else has already heard of this because you know it's the internet, and you know it's been more than a day. But Mr. Thompson, yeah, Mr. Jerry. I haven't heard of this. I actually didn't don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I, I got an email and I have no idea. So Jerry Thompson uh, just accepted a an internship at uh, Watsy. Watsy. Oh my God, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I want to cheer for him on the pro tour, not play bad dual decks. <laughs> oh man! Good for him, I suppose. So you know what this be, is? This is one hundred percent them being pissed off that they keep losing the uh, community cup. Yeah. So, so they will so still a ringer. He's he's playing in the Invitational this weekend, and I think that's like his last major. Yeah, he becomes an employee of them like as of like the beginning of next month or something like that. So, I think his first day is supposed to be on like November fourth, which is actually interesting. Because uh, we have him potentially slated to be on our show for next week before he goes. You're just throwing it out there. You're giving it to them for free. I'm just giving it to them for free. Jeez. Yeah, yeah that's pretty good. I'm pretty excited. I think it's going to be awesome. Anyways, well, so we get to, like, hopefully he just wins the Invitational, and that's just, like, badass. Yeah. So, yeah. Pretty sick. I don't know. I'm so, really excited for this modern GP coming up here, to be honest. In Antwerp? 
Yeah. S- see if the uh, if devotion can uh, ring through there as well. Yeah. I mean, like you've got all of those Eventide and Shadowmore demigod type cards. Like that seems pretty retarded. I just want to see Obliterator obliterate things. Sure. Like that card just uh, yeah. I'm just really happy for Black. <laughs> and you know what, Merfolk. Merfolk might almost be playable now. Yeah, you think? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, apparently, apparently the Merfolk list is actually fairly good. Um, but I don't know. I haven't been following modern tournaments on Magic Online right now, so I don't know like what's happening if anything's already out there. But you know, like I'm gonna take a look. So someone else talk. <laughs> Yeah, it uh, it seems like Merfolk is obviously going to be the one with, that everyone's going to be uh, headed towards. Um, you know, the fact that Monoblue Devotion is so good. Tidebinder Mage actually may make a splash on that deck. Um, I didn't do that one on purpose. And I think overall, um, but I think overall, it's uh, it's really really neat to watch Master Ways at work. Like. I, I was reading somewhere, somebody was saying, yeah, so I played a Master Waves against Jund, and they basically conceded because they showed me their hand of Lightning Bolt, Terminate, Liliana. <laughs> it's like, crap. <laughs> you know? What do I do? Uh, so it's it's pretty good. I found a uh, Jund deck that's running Bow of Nylia. Yeah? Ooh. Just as, like, a one-up, like, just a little bit of spice. I feel like that would be a good, good, um, I feel like that would be good in my green-white uh, aggro deck as well. Yeah, you know, like, just a way to get through, as like, a one of chumpy guys. Yeah, like, I, I, I find there's a lot of times where, like, if they go big, it's just kind of like, you kind of get messed. Yeah. They go bigger than you, uh, or they wrath, it's, it can be difficult to, like, overcome that. But... With Bow of Nylia, you can just, like, you just attack willy-nilly, right? Yeah. And punch through, so. Let's hmm. see, here's a, a fish list. Oh, Willie Adele. Interesting. Yeah, he's the one I was probably reading tweets. Curse Catcher, Lord of Atlantis, Merfolk Pearl Titan, Couple Master of Waves, Moral Regery, Silver Gill Adepts, Three Thassas, Two Tidebinder Mages. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure. I can get behind that. So it seems pretty cool. Um, it uh, it it could make a splash. It could not. I mean, we we really don't know. Uh, like I said, anytime you're dealing with those five colored mana huge guys, like Demigod of Revenge seems like a really good one. Yeah, yeah, Demigod. But just uh, play like a fun like. I don't know. I just have to figure out like what what are your drops and stuff like that. Like Liliana seems like a great black drop. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't, you know, put any thought into it because I've just been playing non-stop seals online. <laughs> like, seriously, just flushing value down the toilet. Yep. Yep. Well, same here. We both have PTQs this weekend, so... Oh, yeah, oh, you have a PTQ this weekend, too? Yeah. I'm not going to Ottawa. I'm going down to the U.S. Burlington, baby. Uh, Burlington. What happened to the break you were taking? Um, what? 
Um, I don't know, just just after the trip, waiting to to play some magic. So I'll excuse myself with with one event outside of. Uh, How was your trip, by the way? Insane, insane. I mean, I didn't realize like you know I've heard stories and stuff, but just getting there and and realizing that you know, for in terms of food, where where other places like you worry about it, like if you travel for too long, sometimes you might want to. At at some points, like I remember my mom like needing to cook just so we would save a bit or, or going to the grocery store and, and making sure we weren't spending too much. But in, in Asia, it's just like in Taiwan at least. And in Hong Kong where a bowl of, of noodles or, or something, a meal that I think would cost me at least 10 to 12 bucks here is like roughly four to six there. So um, just, just knowing that, you know, in the future, as long as, Finding a place to stay is expensive. It wasn't cheap to, to find a place to stay, but if if you're able to do that, you really don't need to worry too much about eating. You're you're gonna eat out like basically every single time, and it, it you know it just felt dirty. Like four, like this is four bucks. This is this big bowl of, of noodles. So it was pretty awesome. It was delicious, and, and did a lot of eating, and. Uh, Seeing my grandma for the first time in 17 to 18 years was pretty unreal. Also, um, lots of the emotions uh, for for my mom especially, and uh, but it was just good to very nice experience to just be surrounded by you know 99% Asians. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. And feel completely at home. And, and what's different is like here. Um, you know, I, I usually get uh, like people in the office like to to make fun of me and say like I'm always attached to my phone and and I'm always on Twitter or, or Facebook or or uh, whatever I I'm checking on my email. But over there, like almost everyone has a mobile phone and almost everyone's like staring at their screen. Um, and over there, they they like the notes. Like the bigger phones, the phablets, they're they're a bigger hit over there. Like I don't, I barely see anybody here with them. But over what did you call it? A phablet? Yeah, yeah that's what they're called. <laughs> what do you mean? That's what they're called. Who calls them that? Every single tech blog ever. <laughs> Holy shit, tech blog, sweet. <laughs> did you just call that a fucking phablet? <laughs> wow. I think it's a fabulous name. That's unbelievable. <laughs> so call that. Um, so I, I think Scott was curious to know if I, um, I think I did talk about this on the show, right? That uh, my grandfather wanted to shove two thousand dollars down my throat to go yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, when I went there, I did like there wasn't really anything to really buy. There's all these like sketchy night markets that you know sell all the same asian crap and um so when i got back you know he's sort of casually asking me trying to dig for what i actually did with the money but yeah um but i just like my mom just said that like she'd, she'd handle it so i've i got the easy way out <laughs> of it for now lucky um, yeah must be nice I mean, I think I think I talked about it maybe Thursday. I don't know if I was on because what actually happened when I got home on Friday uh, 
was him. Um, so we were, he was talking about like whether I could write a check for him, uh, to me, um, or go to the bank with him. But somehow on, on Friday night when I got home, uh, my flight was uh, Saturday morning. Um, I got home and he just hands me like $2,000 in cash that he randomly found like somewhere in the basement. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, my mom's always like, why, why didn't you just like reject him or say no? But I just know my grandfather too well. He'd just get like pretty offended and pissed. So yeah. just wanted to avoid that awkward scenario. And, uh, but it was like, He's like, count them. Make sure that, you know, there's enough for you. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah, there's 2,000. <laughs> um, so you didn't buy a sweet drifting car? I didn't. <laughs> sweet drifting car for 2,000. Please. I'm disappointed. Hey, you were talking about how, like, everything was cheaper over there. I figured drifting <laughs> yeah. cars must be everywhere, right? Like, Mainly food, just food. Like, everything else was... Uh, like the branded stuff, if you were looking to buy like cheap shoes or cheap tech. Um, no, I, there was one like, you know those, I don't know what you call them, but there was just this um, place where every store, um, every like it was a market where every store sold the exact same video games, like the exact, like PS3, the Wii, Xbox, and they were like right next to each other and they were like, 20 of them in a row, and I'm just like, I don't understand. <laughs> How does this business model work? Yeah, yeah I can't say that. Nobody goes to 10 maxes that are all beside each other. What the fuck? <laughs> That's what I don't hey, get. But if you're looking for a max, you know where to go. Uh, you go to the max district. Again. Yeah, you go to the max district. So if you want, like, same generic video game store, same video game, you go to the video game district. I, I actually did not get it. It's like, this is, okay, you guys are selling PS3s. You guys are also selling PS3s. And, we, like, same games. It's like, it was mind-boggling a bit while walking across uh, this part of town. So, like like I said, a lot of these places were just selling the same stuff. And uh, if you wanted some cheap clothing, um, that's also a place to get it. But uh, otherwise, the trip was awesome and uh, sadly had to come back on the same weekend that GP Hong Kong was playing. Yeah. <laughs> was, but uh, overall, love my trip. So excited to go back at some point, at least to uh, bring the girlfriend to see my grandma, at least. Um, so that will be happening probably sometime in the next one or two years. Going to go back there. Cool. So what did you see? Like, highlights? Yeah, that. <laughs> I don't know, I just went, one of my main highlights was the uh, Taiwan Zoo. That was, I haven't been to the zoo since since ever, so that was pretty sweet. And uh, yeah. I had wrote, wrote a post about it, how it was like less than two bucks to get in, which was kind of weird. Like, I was like projecting like, ah, 10, maybe 20 bucks to get in this, but two dollars? Like, what the fuck? Um so there's like a lot of value um to be had going there. What else did I really see? I went to Macau. So Oh yeah. What was that like? So like some people tout it as I don't remember, like some of my friends I remember because it's it's by the same owners uh some of the same owners from Vegas. Yeah. So I think some people have told me like that they like Macau more or that it's it's better there, but it's 
not. Like, there's no shows. Vegas has a strip, and everything's a lot more uh, tightly squeezed in, so you don't have to walk too far from one casino to the other. And um, But the insides were a lot larger, I guess, to accommodate, like, the, the, the larger population that, that's in Asia, the large, especially Asian gamblers, I guess. <laughs> so the interiors were beautiful. But from the outside, it just felt like, you know, it didn't feel like as glorious as Vegas. It felt like, you know, there, there certainly is certain buildings look like they were like, it reflected like poorness to me, uh, like very old looking and stuff from the outside. And whereas in the in, the interior was definitely very nice. Uh, one weird thing was when um, we were going to to the basement of one of the oldest casinos maybe the oldest in macau and we're just looking for for something to drink to to quench our thirst and when i went downstairs we saw i saw these like really attractive women like walking back and forth as if they were patrolling like they were hookers. Yeah, yeah. So I was Maybe they were patrolling hookers. I was like, what? It's like it's a short hallway and it's like they're they're patrolling like like if I was playing a real time strategy game. They're just going back and forth, back and I'm like I didn't really get it and until like oh like it, it hit me eventually. I'm like, oh and uh, just kinda awkward because I was with my dad, my mom, and my sister, and we're just like trying to find something to drink, and all these hookers are walking back and forth <laughs> around us. Um, so that <laughs> that was kind of weird. Um, and yeah, apparently that casino, uh, that casino specifically doesn't give a shit about hookers uh, patrolling the basement of of their <laughs> establishment. Whereas other, I've heard other places have have tried to kick them out or um, reduce the amount of this happening, but this place is just like. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like basement hooker friendly. Yeah, it's part of it's part of this establishment. So that that was one of the more interesting uh parts of my trip. But Macau was interesting. I don't think I'd actively go back, so um Vegas is definitely a lot better for me. There's like there's barely there's like no shows over nurse no Cirque du Soleil, no nothing. So um if you got some of you listeners are looking to, to check out Macau, I I personally wouldn't, so. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. Wow. I, try, I tried to find some, some magic stores or magic cards, but uh, they were few and far between, so I couldn't even get it to any. I, I actually wanted to see if I could get my hands on any Asian product, but uh, that was not to be. Well, and you just missed the GP or something too, right? Yeah, yeah. So, fuck. <laughs> Hey, but a bunch of ringers yeah. made it far, so I'm not going to say I had a shot winning that and event. And then after the ringers played in the GP, they all went to Macau. <laughs> so. To the basement. I don't know <laughs> if they went to the basement. Um, you should have asked one of them where they could find the magic cards. One of the hookers? Yeah, the patrolling hookers. They <laughs> <see> everything. <laughs> They're on patrol. <laughs> yeah, they got your back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I I'm done. Just that it. That's it, man. You should be a writer. <laughs> <laughs> I would have the shortest book ever. 
<laughs> it just has like a parenthesis at the back of the book. Just drop this. <laughs> Mic drop and book drop. Walk away. Funny. Uh, okay, so we got an invitational coming up this week. We got some crazy modern stuff coming up this week. We got Savage Sick PTQs. What else is coming up here? We have a GP in Toronto. People getting excited for that? I guess people are getting excited for that. It's hard for me to get excited because, like, I actually, as it turns out, have baby all weekend. And oh. it's funny because <laughs> I have the, baby all weekend. I have I have Lily with me all weekend, so I'm actually not playing in the main event. No, I was going to ask if you were in VIP, but I'm guessing that really, no, you know. I'm not even playing. I'm going to go and hang out and see everybody. But the other thing that's really shitty is I actually haven't planned a minute of private party because there's nowhere around there to fucking do anything. Hey, the site it's hotel like, is ten blocks away from the site. It's the worst venue ever in existence. Like, seriously, not even close. So do we just need to have, like, a shuttle bus or something like that? Do we just have to, like, pick up people from the event? How much is a bus? It's, it's just terrible. It's really they're, terrible. they're advertising the man at a private party on the, 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 the GP site. Really? Yeah. Peter! Get, the, get to work, like, Peter! Somebody better get busy, then. Yeah, I was just looking at it today. And they're like, and face-to-face uh, -face games is helping to sponsor the Man of Pride party, which is a great thing, blah, 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 and it's been, you know, a big piece of the community and stuff like that. So it's like, oh, okay, really? That's news to me. Yeah. Yeah, no, unfortunately, it's just not, there's, there's no way it can feasibly happen. The venue is just so shitty. So we're just going to throw it all into... Uh, We'll throw it all into Montreal, and we'll do it up large. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're just, like, we're scooping on Toronto? I'm scooping on an MD party in Toronto, yeah. Yeah. I'm scooping on it. Yeah. Peter! <laughs> Peter it's on here. It's on the GP website. Okay, well, that has nothing to do with me. So, talk to someone else. <laughs> Seriously, ain't me this time, bro. Well, Peter, you should worry, because it says Face-to-Face -face Games is also helping to sponsor the Mad Deprived Party. This was a ton of fun at last year's Toronto and Calgary 2013 earlier this year, and we're happy they're back to support the event and Canadian Magic community. So, just putting it out there. I think I think Peter's going to try to do something for sure, so uh, I'll try to get the details as soon as possible. Okay. Um, well, we'd like good. to do it again somehow, um, but... Uh, Let's get a train. Toronto? I'm on this train, like, no, just like Toronto. We'll just, like, have everyone go and just get onto a train, and we'll see where everyone ends up. <laughs> Let's get on a train. <laughs> Jumped on and said hi to the Heavy Metal Boys for their 50th episode, so. Oh, man, yeah. I can't believe they made it to 50. That's fucking crazy. Good for them. How's that? How was it? Was it fun? It was great. They had me on for like five minutes and then kicked me off. I guess they were doing that to everybody all night. It was just kind of like, you get in there, you say something really quick, you tell San Diego to go fuck itself, and then they kick you off the show. Jeez. No respect. No, it was great. <laughs> I think they went for like three hours doing that exact same thing, having constant people call in the whole way through, so. With their jihadi phones. Holy shit. That's pretty good. Yeah. Good for so, that. That'll be a good good one to listen to. Yep, I think so too. It'll be a fun episode anyway. 
What's going on with Mad Deprived? Anything cool coming down the pipe? KYT? 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 Uh, KYT? I just always imagine, like, like Jeremy just trying to, like, squeeze merch in my brain or something <laughs> every <laughs> fucking episode. <laughs> I did not say anything about merch, although people have been agreeing with me online. They've been saying, geez, yeah, that's yeah. a really good idea. I really hope this happens. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why we don't have a fucking A-team shirt that I could wear every time I go to win a fucking game day. Oh, man. Okay, so this happened. This is a real story. This is true. I go to my local gaming store, and I'm playing there, and by Nick's there, and he's a little bit of a Jobin, right? He's like, I don't know, he's like 18-ish, and he, like, doesn't really follow, like, the whole magic community thingy, but he likes magic, you know, so he's still in there. And then he opens, you know, a box to get the F&M tokens, and there's a fucking Jaboosh token in there for, like, <laughs> promos and stuff, right? And he's like, yeah, so what's the story behind this? And I'm like, uh, what do you mean? And he's like, well, like, what's this? Why, why is this? And I'm like, what? It's because I'm awesome. And I think he's just trolling me, right? And he's like, but really, like, why is this here? And why? who made this? And what's it for? And all this. And I'm like, oh, you don't know what the A-team is? And he's like, no. I'm like, oh, well, I suggest you go and, uh, like, read up on that subject. And then you get back to me. So, you know, maybe if we had some merch, you know, <laughs> for app. Like, some playmats and stuff like that. <laughs> T-shirts, man. T-shirts, playmats. Like, that's the thing is, I just, I used to work at a place where I was making that stuff. Like, I actually made playmats for people. Like, so, like. For making us some A-team ones. Yeah, there we go. Jeremy, get on it. That's that's the thing. It's like. (laughs) Hey, maybe you guys should get some merch just after I stop working at this place. (laughs) (laughs) I'll come back there. They owe me money. They'll probably do this to get me to stop asking for money. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. So, you know, that's an idea. I'm sure people would like merch, you know. Go ahead, KYT, you idiot. Your story reminds me, like, when when Madden Deprive got big and, and like, my, my real-life close friends, found, like, finally, like, were introduced. Like, some of them were really, the ones that were really close to me were just found out, like, not through me telling them, but, like, through people like my tokens and they're like why the fuck is your face on a card yeah what is this <laughs> so that was interesting um today i actually had um we had a company poker game a small small poker game um low stakes um and one of, one of the people that were participating he was one of the developers at, at my office and and he asked me if I played magic just just by the way I was holding my cards. Or, oh, yeah. or he's like, "Do you play magic?" I'm like, "What the fuck? Like, <laughs> are you a mind reader?" Like, based on how I was holding it, and you know the the awkward question. Well, I get this a lot uh, from people that I guess don't play seriously. So their question is usually like, "So, uh, so I'm like, yeah, I play magic." So they they go like, they start off with, "What do you play?" Like as if like what specific deck do you yeah. like to play, and it's such a like, it's I, such an awkward conversation. Yeah, isn't it? I bet your deck is really good. 
Yeah, and they're like, oh, so what do you, they always ask that. People always ask me, like, oh, so what do you play? And you're like, oh, well, there's formats that exist now. Yeah. I know that you don't know that since you played a hundred years ago, you old fucking piece of shit. But, uh, yeah. Or, or oh, well, what, well, what, tell me about the decks. Oh, you know, there's blue ones. Yeah, I fucking hated it. Yeah, there's black <laughs> ones, too. Oh, cool, what do those do? Yeah, they do. And then before you can say anything, they interrupt you and they're like, man, remember, I remember this one deck that my friend made and it was like so great. And you just like Flying Man turned one and then you like Time Walk turned two and they just lost the game because target player loses next turn. <laughs> and you're like, uh, yeah, but like that's not like how it works, right? And they're like, no, that's what it said. That's what it said. So that's, that's how yeah. it works. I think oh, okay. they're expecting me to say like goblin, like a, like a specific creature <laughs> type. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just like this question is so broad, and and my out tonight was just like I I just draft a lot. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah. And then you have to explain drafting to them. Yeah, just say spells and lands, spells and lands. Yep, spells and lands. Spells and lands. <laughs> no, this guy was uh, new. Impressed me, knew a lot more. He's like, yeah, really. Um, I mean, did you like? He told me how he. Uh, drafted with uh, three of his buddies, modern masters. They just like, I'm like, wow, that's that's really expensive. They're like, oh yeah, we're, we were four guys, and we said, what the hell, why not? And and drafted that set. So I was like, whoa. So that was that was pretty sweet to find out someone uh, in my company is also a magic player now. So I'm gonna probably talk to him about my website tomorrow and everything. But <laughs> nice, nice. But yeah, I, I was. It was just funny that. You know, well, you guys got that a lot too. Just like that's their first questions. Like, I used to like the. What's your favorite color? I, I just like, um, like I've played all of them, right? Yeah. So, so those questions are very broad, and uh, I've had that happen so many times to me before. So, yeah, I think we've all been there. Like, so, uh, at least I found my out. I draft a lot, and hopefully, they know sort of know what drafting is. So. You know, it ends there. <laughs> I get a lot of those awkward conversations because I wear my mana deprived hoodie to work. <laughs> so like I wear it to the job site and stuff like that. So I have like these old Portuguese guys who are like, "Hey, what's it? Was it? Was it gibber on your back? If I put that in the computer, do you come up?" Because my Twitter's <laughs> at the back. Of it. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. And they're like, no, why, 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 "Why are you on the computer? Why? 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 Why?" And it's just like, okay, like yeah, I play cards. <laughs> No, just tell them type in Google Grand Prix Vancouver or something. <laughs> I have. I've shown them on my phone. I've YouTubed that shit. Because <laughs> they're like, no, 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 that doesn't make any sense. No, no, no. That's me. And then, like, each of, like, all the construction guys are like, oh, yeah, I got a cousin who plays those cards. Or I got, you know, a brother who plays those cards. What's your best deck? How much is your best deck? And it's just like, oh, my God. So you kind of go through it, and you try and play nice, and you're like, yeah, you know, it's kind of like this. Sometimes you open these ones, sometimes you play with stuff to bring, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, I think easier to answer if, if I just started or something. But now it's like, what's your what's your best deck? It's like, well, I don't fucking know how many decks I've played. Yeah. So, Is it a pro website? <laughs> <laughs> People have said that's uh, met up with friends. Have said that's like one of their favorite lines. And and uh, um, my closest 
uh, real life friends have told me Scott's last line that is my personal favorite is actually their favorite as well. <laughs> but, yeah, I just want you to come clean. You multi-land, oh, yeah. sword every single game. That yeah, one. Yeah, just the ending of it is just <laughs> killer. It's oh, funny. It's just funny to hear them say it to me, like, and then like in a group, and then they're all chuckling when one uh, when they end. They definitely love that one. They definitely love Jay's I'm Over Here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. More here. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, I did want to mention you, you talked about game day. Uh, what happened, my friends were talking about how their game day, uh, I, I think they were eight or something or ten, how they did three rounds, or maybe there were six. They did three rounds of Swiss. And, like, didn't cut. And so a guy who had one win, one loss, yeah. and a bye ended up winning uh, the game day. And uh, it was my other friend, you know, was also 2-1, but he didn't get a bye. And obviously buys give you, like, crazy yeah. tiebreakers. And so he felt like it was like unfair, like that he played. He played three actual matches. Like he won two, and like this other guy played won one match, and won the whole game day. <laughs> so that's a little awkward. Yeah, that is like the the were the uh, like event program. It has all kinds of like weird formats that you can put through and stuff like that. Like I think in a six player tournament, like. Come on, just make a day out of it and play around Robin or something stupid, you know, like at that point there. But it's uh it, it's you know, it, it kinda comes down like at a games day, you don't have to like of course you gotta follow the rules, but you don't have to follow the rules super close when it comes to like, you know, rounds and stuff like that. Like you can do Swiss plus one, you can do, you know, all kinds of like stuff like that. Whereas like when you start to get to competitive level events, like you actually have to kind of follow like a set structure. So for like a GPT, like it actually tells you, you need this many people to run it. So you need eight people to run it. If you only get eight, it's single elimination. If you get nine people, then you play like X rounds and cut to top four. So, you know, it, it has all of those types of things, but I think with like games day, they really just, it's kind of, you know, like they have a recommended. Okay. But you can do whatever the fuck you want. You're saying uh, I, I, even I, round Robin. Uh, I think you can, but let me, uh, okay. let me just, uh, find out here, because I know that it is at hand, and, uh, I'm going to look for it. What about FNMs? Like, could they just do whatever? It's, it's regular REL, so. So, let's see, Swiss tournaments. Yeah, it's still, it's supposed to be Swiss, I think. I think that you're, you're supposed to stick it to Swiss. Okay. But, yeah, it's just, yeah, so three rounds for eight players. Four rounds for nine to sixteen, and, and they don't ha have to cut. Um, I think that they, I think they say that like you're supposed to cut to like top four or something like that in nine to sixteen, and then I think for thirty-two players you're supposed to go to top eight. But if you're six, whatever, like, yeah, like it's 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 <laughs> it's kind of like it's actually built into the the program, which is like the nice part about it. Is that, like, if you just tell it to give you the defaults, it actually just runs the tournament for you? What about the guy that doesn't have a computer? <laughs> well, then you are kind of messed up. So, let's see. And he's an old man. That's why it's so bad. 
Well, maybe he's got an abacus behind the counter. I remember when our store, our store was very late to adopt the, like, going to the event reporter. And they used to do pairings all on paper. And Buddy would actually do, like, secondary tiebreakers. He never had to do, like, the, the tertiary tiebreaker. But he would do all of that on, like, a pad of paper. And when I was working part-time at that store, I would have to take the sheet of paper that was done at the end of the day. And I'd have to go into Excel. And I'd have to copy. Because what you have to do oh, is you have fuck. to do... You have to do match by match, but you don't put the person's name. You have to do it by DCI number. So it would be like putting in all the names and then creating like a reference chart where this, if this, put this number instead. So it was just like auto like putting in all of the DCI numbers. And I used to spend like, I used to get paid at this store to sit around and build spreadsheets of DCI numbers versus DCI numbers for Friday Night Magic. Wow. Yeah, you know, you know how my guy stores the local guy stores DCI numbers. Hmm. Probably the same way or fax. He's got like <laughs> he's got a binder with sheets of paper in it. Oh god, like, fuck! And it's not in, like it's not in alphabetical order. It's not. No, he just like writes them like it's hand. Everything's handwritten, so I assume it's not. And he just sort of vaguely knows where your name is. Did uh, anyone ever get a look at the old DCI phone book? Did you ever uh, see that? Back in the no. day, they used to actually send out, like, this giant phone book-looking thing to stores, and it was just, like, a giant book full of DCI numbers. So if somebody, like, couldn't find their DCI number, you can usually look it up on Were. Well, wow. the old system was they had this giant phone book-looking thing full of DCI numbers. And it was wow. just, like, really wow. cool, like, seeing, like, oh, this guy has the lowest recorded DCI number. Like, you could find that kind of stuff. Wow, Pre, pre-tech pre days. I'm going to see if uh, the store still has it, because, yeah, it was always awesome to, like, kind of take a peek at that. Huh. All right. <laughs> Somebody yeah. do laundry in the background? I don't know what yeah. that is. Oh, okay. Oh, can you actually dog. hear that? Yeah, I can. <laughs> we can hear oh. everything. Wow. This is that shitty mic that I had to buy. How can I hear fucking laundry down the hall? With Why, the fuck? Why the fuck that? you get me to sponsor shitty mics? <laughs> I did. It was, just a, it was the only one that was available. I went to go buy, like, just the Turtle Beach one. You weren't here for this story. I went to go buy the Turtle Beach, uh, the Turtle Beach, like, just a replacement. Um, and I'd seen them there for like fucking three years and then all of a sudden I went there there's no Turtle Beach anywhere just this fucking what's this brand it's called <laughs> PDP <laughs> performance, performance designed products PDP fucking afterglow is what I bought that sounds I've never cool. heard of them they were yeah. probably at one of those Taiwanese booths that you were talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was a... Well, you sound a lot better than, like, the original episode we... Did they... Yeah, the first no mic app was pretty bad. Yeah. yeah and, and I don't know what happened, really. Like, I uh, I didn't even really fix anything. I just fucked around, like, clicked buttons, and then was like, ah, oh, whatever, we'll see how this goes. And if it's shitty, then we'll go buy a new one. And then uh, Kyle was like, oh, no, it was great. What would you do? I was like, oh, yeah, must have used the, uh, yeah, his fiction shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just, like, treating him like an idiot. 
like, oh yeah, I turned the mega flops and over on the gigawattage. <laughs> overpowered the intercooler with some radiation fluid for the brakes. <laughs> for audio people, just use the word gain. Oh yeah, it was all the gain. Just did some stuff yeah, in the gain. <laughs> He's like, what? And then he'd be like, wow, wow. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Look, tries to, he tries to look it up. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, he's like learning. He's like, oh, maybe you could teach me that. Because I Fucking. <laughs> I'm like, yes, sure, I'll, I'll send you the tracking number. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get, uh, I'll, get, I'll get Jeremy to forward you the email when I come home. Nice. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Um, have? BZ's coming for the pizza gear, right? I believe he is. Okay, I want to send those cards down with BZ. Oh, man, do it. Yeah, because uh, that's also happening. I think I talked about it, but like November 6th. Oh, is November 6th when it's happening? November 6th is the date. So that's like, I think, two weeks away. Yeah. Um, November 6th, what day is that? Like a Wednesday or some shit? Yeah. So it's a Wednesday. They're having their first tournament. And uh, I'm going to take as much as I can get out there. I mean, I had some people, other people tell me that they were going to um, send me some stuff. And then they, I haven't received that yet. But again, like, you never know. It's like Canada Post is so fucking terrible. So. Yeah. Um, but hopefully that gets here before then. I did get the face-to-face stuff. So that's great. Um, so I'll be taking that out. I have the other box of Gatecrash stuff that I'm taking out there. Um, so, yeah, that's fucking sweet. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm excited for that. That's going to be wicked. Um, take some photos. You know what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to see if I can get my hands on some of those Hydra decks and then see if I can jam those in there because that might be something fun for them. Yeah, that's so, that would be so fun. Yeah. I think they would. I never even, I never even thought about it. Yeah, so I'll see if I can snag some of those this weekend and jam that in there, too. You know what you should do is you should see if you can take the Thursday off, and then you should come down for the Wednesday. That ain't going to happen. I'm right now trying to kiss a lot of butts so that I get another (laughs) pop down. Oh, yeah, okay. Scumbag Schofield, ditching on kids. Poor kids. Yeah, all right. Hey, taking care of my kid. (laughs) Hey. Do that for Petra. (laughs) All right, I guess that's fine, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh. It's <laughs> all so about the game. <laughs> so, I'll be fixing the game here. Yeah. Just gotta do the game. <laughs> Pick it up. <sighs> do we want to talk about Vintage Masters? Uh, no is an answer. No is an answer. <laughs> No, it's a good I'm, answer. I'm, I don't me. care about it at all. But you guys no, can... doesn't really bother me. Costs too much. Yeah. 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 I I, I don't really know why, but uh, you know, my friend Frankie got himself a black lotus lately, so <laughs> he's all about the power. But there is no vintage scene <laughs> in Montreal anymore. So yeah, is it, it right behind exist. the legacy scene? <laughs> That is slowly, eventually dying. Yeah. 
There's like what one vintage tournament a year in the country or the world. I don't know. Used to be a thing. Used to be a thing. We, I mean, a few years ago when I just started, like twenty years I, ago, it used to be a thing. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I think five, even five years ago, they they had the uh, they had a like it was self organized vintage Quebec championship. So they had that running for a few years, but then it just died. Like no one. Can either no one cares or no one can afford that shit. So that shit. <laughs> Vintage masters is whatever to us, I guess. Yeah. Uh, if you want to talk about uh, vintage masters, just uh, <laughs> I can fucking go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Fucking go to heavy meta. Maybe Polite, they'll uh... politely die in a fire. <laughs> Yep, twelve yards long and two lanes wide, Canyon Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! All right, so are we calling it a night then at this point, boys? Um, yeah. Are I've... there any comments from last uh, episode that were good? Probably not. Yeah, everyone thinks that we should stop talking about shit that happens in the past, and we should, uh, you know, record. So people are saying that we should uh, record. Uh, later in the week, but still put out on Monday. So basically, like same shit as we've been used to. So record like Friday. Well, the tough part oh. is, is that like by the time like we're talking about something that the listeners aren't going to be hearing about until like pretty much like it's going to feel like two weeks from now, right? Like, yeah, because we're talking about last weekend, and they're not going to hear it until after this the weekend. So it's like weekend. there's like this like weird like week and a half lag. And if you go by, like, weekends, because Magic is a very weekend-centric hobby, you know, it's like yeah. we're, we're two weeks behind. So, you know, like, that's kind of, like, the awkward part about, like, our recording schedule. But at the same time, like... Yeah, at the same time, since since the show started and we had it on Monday, like, everyone wanted it to be out on Monday. They wanted it yeah. to be the first thing. They Like, overwhelming... Voting votes from our listeners that they want it to be the first thing they listen to Monday morning on the way to work because that's what gets them pumped through the day, through yeah. the week. Yeah. yeah. So you know that's it's give or take. Like we can we can do that, but you know a lot. There's a lot like this week. There's a lot of response for um for a later release, but I'm sure like a great percentage of our listeners wants us to just stick to the Monday schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Like it would be awesome if we could like record like Sunday night and have it out for Monday morning. And, so yeah, and have Kyle relevant. like, but, have like Kyle stay but, up like, all night. Like that's the thing is that like like <laughs> Kyle is like you know definitely some of the like most definitely some of the magic that goes on behind the show. Like the show is like the best produced show of all the podcasts out there, and like that that's Kyle's gig and. That takes time. That's that 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 doesn't come cheap and fast and easy. Like the guy busts yeah. his butt. So you know, like that's that's the price that must be paid. <laughs> yep. And he's got to do some research this week, so he's got to read up on Jay's. Uh, uh, yeah, you, on the, the game. Yeah, how the game works. How the game works. <laughs> I mean, you should probably know that, Kyle. You. <laughs> You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Oh, man. <laughs> <sighs>
This is the first time I enjoy trolling Kyle. Usually I'm like, you guys are so <laughs> mean. <laughs> I had a few people reach out also, like on Twitter and stuff like that, saying that uh, they they enjoyed the, the rant about coverage and stuff like that. And like, uh, Vault Cole, he was saying that, you know, like the guys have made like good game, like good, good progress on like where coverage is at versus, you know, like when Rashad and them kind of stepped onto the scene with Gigi's Live and stuff like that. So, like, yeah, they, they've definitely done really good. Uh, a qu- interesting question to put out there, though. Do you think that the Pro Tour coverage would be better if they outsourced it completely? Like, do you think that yeah. there might be something there? Like, if they went to Star City Games, for instance, and said, hey, instead of us doing it, you guys do it. I don't know. There's a lot of things I actually mm. have come to like about the Watsi coverage. Like, yeah. Because, like, the coverage as a whole, you have to consider the commentating as well as the cameras and the angles and everything else. And although there are some things that I like better with one, you know, it's not always the same. I'm with Scott. There's a lot lot of things Watsy does that I I enjoy more. Yeah. Is that just a difference in production budgets? Probably. Uh, Like, maybe. Distinct possibility, right? Because, like, in order to get those camera angles and to get all that stuff, you really need to have, like, a set-aside stage and... You need to have the extra camera. See, see, I think the main difference is that Star City is looking at like one specific, um, one specific match each round. Yeah. Whereas, uh, that's not the case with Star City. Uh, sorry, with with um Wizards, like they're looking at potentially four per round. Yeah. Yeah, and Star so, City's up to two. Like they they have like one on one side. And of the they table, flick back and forth. Yeah. yeah. But like at the same time, it just it comes down to it's it's space and you know maybe it's that a whole argument of you know it's the Super Bowl versus Monday Night Football, right? Like, but you know it would be great if you could have everything on the same page. Like even if you step away from like Pro Tour coverage, you just go GP coverage versus Star City coverage. Like, I don't know. It's getting better. It's getting better. Best. Yeah, I I don't know. I Watsy coverage is best better than it has been in a really long time. Yes, it has. It's getting much better. And I'm really not too dissatisfied with it personally at this point. If you watch so. it on mute. <laughs> Depends on the situation. <laughs> Maybe they can but, get Jerry T in the booth. That'd be sweet, right? Yeah. We should ask him. If he comes on the show. Yep. Which we should try to get him for. Yeah, yeah, we should. Yeah. He, uh, I've spoken to him about it. I we're going to touch base about it, and if he can make make it work, then uh, we're going to do it. Hey, team listeners, I want you all to spam KYT on Twitter saying, we want merch, we want merch, we want merch. Also, spam Jerry T and let him know that you want him on the show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get him to spam KYT that he wants merch. (laughs) (laughs) Merch is my most hated word. (laughs) Spam Jerry to tell KYT that he should have merch. I like this. Awesome. All right, well. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. In unison. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> I think he might have just left. Holy shit. No, he's still there. You can hear the dryer. Well, that's him. Well, that's me. It's you. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Get that Alright, All right. later guys. Alright, I gotta go to bed, so I'll see you guys later. Yeah, everybody. Peace. Bye. Bye.
castle lights are growing dim. There's no one left but me and him. When next we meet in Frankenstone, don't come alone.